This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. Hi, this is Joey, and today's show is brought to you by T Public. Go to the Animaniacast T Public store by visiting tpublic.animaniacast.com. Hi, Nation. And welcome, everybody, to episode 56 of the Animaniacast. Amazing! I get it. You shrink all the TVs and everyone will get all squinty-eyed. Brilliant, Pinky. Oh, wait. No. What if we want to use a plan that works? Oh, well, that's different then, isn't it? Welcome once again to the Animaniacast. We are the only podcast that is dedicated to the animated series, The Animaniacs. Here we explore a series episode by episode, revisiting all of the cultural references and gags that we can find. And in the end, we give each episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again are my co-hosts, Nathan. Amazingly fantastic stuff! (laughs) And Kelly! Hi there. <laughs> and today's episode is a, it's a milestone for us, I suppose, because for for the first time ever, not only is Kelly in Georgia, but Nathan is not in the same room as me. What? <laughs> That's right. Nathan has moved to Los Angeles, city of dreams, and where Nathan is right now, living with his wife. Uh-huh. Yay! So, Yay. how's how's life in L.A. so far, Nathan? How's the weather? Uh, uh, it's much cooler than hot Tucson. There you go. I guess that's your yeah, weather. That's your, that's your that's your weather report. Thank yeah, you. Daily you, weather you, report. <laughs> you need to go to the Madame Tussauds Museum, and if they still have it, they have a um, wax figure of Steven Spielberg. Ah, Ooh. and it's it's almost like meeting him in person. Yes, <laughs> and much like. I, much like Steven I was very Spielberg, <laughs> much like Steven Spielberg, he also does not do autographs. So please do not ask the ah. the, the Steven, wax music. Steven did autographs at Comic Con. Oh, he did. Oh, I take well, it back. I saw video of it. I was dying. I was like, I I would have spent the money to fly in a plane and and go and meet Steven Spielberg. Well, I I did see it. I did see it. Uh, uh one of those called auction an online auction for a steven spielberg uh autograph on a, a picture of et the other day and i almost looked into it but i wasn't quite sure if it was an authentic autograph or not so i looked i, kept, I, I, I kept have going. a fake one i mean uh, I, I think it's I, I know i have a photo but i don't i, I want to say it's just like a you know reproduction yeah with an autograph on it yeah <laughs> Well, as we move forward, so this is going to be uh, this is going to be an interesting thing with wonderful audio, I'm sure, via Skype. So thank you so much, Skype, for all the audio issues that we'll have. But <laughs> moving <laughs> forward, um, today's episode features a bunch of really funny segments. It features a song called Schnitzelbunk. It features some wonderful things that you can buy with the Helping Key formula. It has a French cartoon, sort of. 
called Le Poton and La Balloon, which I'm totally mispronouncing that, I'm sure. And it also features Chicken Boo once again in Kung Boo. Guys, what do you think about this episode in a few words? Nathan? I feel internationally cultured, or I guess, something. (laughs) And Kelly? Wax on, wax off. (laughs) Very well said. Well, before we get going with our discussion, Nathan, tell Mm. us, when did this episode first premiere? Oh boy, okay, this is exciting. So, this first premiered on Thursday, February 17th of 1994, which was, of course, the birth date of the uh, 2013 American Idol finalist and singer-songwriter Angie Miller, a.k.a. Zeeland. Um, it was also one day before Marta Figueres, Dottie, won a cup of noodles Hawaiian Ladies Golf Open. So, <laughs> not a lot happened on this. The cup of noodles golf also... open? Yeah. Wow. The cup of noodles Hawaiian Ladies Golf Open. So, oh, that one. Yeah, I watch that every awesome. year. <laughs> and I should clarify, Angie Miller wasn't like, she was the top three. So, <laughs> okay. And when I say finalist. <laughs> but, yeah. What a date in uh, history. What a date. You know, I can, can, just I can go easily on and on. say that this episode of Animaniacs was the best thing to happen on that date. Yes, there I can. That, that is very true. This is all about, it's all about comparison, <laughs> right, folks? So, <laughs> right? So, where were you on this day? <laughs> <laughs> when the cup of noodles open or whatever was going on. Okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so today's episode starts off differently and, um, I totally skipped the opening uh, credits like I normally do on Netflix because I just figured that it was going to be the same as always. So I did the whole little scan forward like, uh uh-huh. Oh, I did that. I did that too. But, well, Nathan, what's different? I did not do that. What's different about (laughs) this this particular episode's opening? It's in a different language. It is. I think. Ah. The whole thing is done in French, and the the it's kind of like the French cast essentially doing the opening. So it it sounds the audio of it sounds like a little well, kind of canned. Doesn't sound as good. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, it's it's so there you go. So Kelly, you'll have to re-listen to that because the oh, whole because yeah. even though the opening variable is here, uh, here's the show's namey. Um, it was done in French and everything, so you get to hear what the characters sound like in French. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I don't know. I was like, what? I don't know. It was surprising. <laughs> it was. I, I wanted to try to, <laughs> since I was watching on Netflix, I was like, oh, I wonder if I can watch this in a different language and see what, but they only have English mm. is the only, but that, uh, that would have been interesting to I, see if in Spanish, it's still in French. Yeah. I tried putting it on closed captioning while, you know, for the Netflix thing, just to mm-hmm. see if it was like, because I couldn't really recognize the language just based upon the the song. And I, I was just assuming it's French. But on yeah. the closed captioning, it doesn't even put anything. I think it may I be. Think, 
at the beginning it might say speaking French or something or singing French. Yeah, but... so it's singing in French at the yeah. very beginning of it. So yeah, that's it. Doesn't give you the each each verse uh, though in yeah. French, which is kind of a bummer, but whatever. Hey everybody, here is some post recording information, some interesting stuff. Um, well, at least for me. We talked about in this episode how the Animaniacs say, like, here's the show's namey, but they say it in French. Well, that's not true. Actually, if you take the French lyrics and then you translate them into English, you get quite a different theme song. Some of it is similar, but uh, at least according to the lovely Wikipedia page, some of it is uh, quite different. So here it is, the English translation of the French lyrics. This is the time for Animaniacs. We broke a max. We we broke a max? I don't know what that means. Be cool, be relaxed. On laughter, there is no tax. We're Animaniacs. We are Yakko and Wacko. I'm Dot, their little sister. To liven up the studio, we played agitators. As they did not like it very much, they locked up the Warners. We fled, and here we are for your delight. We're Animaniacs. Dot charms you. Yakko explodes. Wacko is super greedy. And Bill Clinton plays the sax. We're Animaniacs. There's Pinky and the Brain, who want to rule the universe. Whoa, that actually matched. <laughs> the, the pigeons are zealous. Rafifi, which is apparently the French name for slappy, throws a tantrum. Tobo, the French name for buttons, not boutons, whatever, pursuits Mindy. Rita recites a verse. The authors freak out. We throw their scripts out, and it is desperate. We're animaniacs. We sign contracts. Our follies make you disorderly. Follow us to make pranks. The animani that make mischief, Dot says... Who have funny mannerisms? And they all say, Animani, Animaniacs, we're laughing to the max. So there you go. Um, yeah, that's, that's the, uh, that, that's, that's that. So back to the show. Well, speaking of international stuff, let's go ahead and get right into our first segment, which is a song, and it is called Schnitzelbank. And Schnitzelbank was written by Randy Rogel and Paul Rugg, and it was directed by Greg Reyna. And, uh, you know, basically in this uh, first song, the, the Warners visit Germany, and they sing the, quote, International Friendship Song, <laughs> which, uh, according to them, is called Schnitzelbank, which, according to many resources, they say it's not really the international, not known as the International Friendship Song, necessarily. Um, but they sing the song, and throughout it, they, uh, they're they there with uh, Dr. Warner. I can't even say his name. Here we go. Do- no, Prof- do it, do it. Uh, <laughs> Professor von Schnitzelpuskrakerscheidmeier, or whatever. Anyway. Professor Otto von Schnitzelpuskrakerscheidmeier. So that's how you say it. Anyway. That's an incredibly long name to say. It is. <laughs> so anyway, um, they sing the song and they, of course, eventually 
basically start making fun of his gut, Otto's gut, Otto's butt. They <laughs> take off his pants, they take off his shirt, and and uh, they basically uh, get kicked out of the German town <laughs> by Otto because they've, you know, they he's no longer dressed. And mm-hmm. there you go. That's the that's the end of that song, and <laughs> that's that's it. So. <laughs> A couple of quick quick references to it. Um, number one, Jim Cummings does the voice of Otto in this. However, in the soundtrack, it's a totally different uh, voice actor. And it, I believe it turns out to be it's Jess Harnell doing the voice of Otto on the soundtrack. That's the yeah. version I'm more, I'm, I'm more used to is the version on the soundtrack because they hear that over and over again. And that's honest. Honestly, that's the version I prefer. I think Jess Harnell... Uh, I just like his voice is a little bit better. So here's the, just for comparison, here's the Jim Cummings version of Otto. Dankeschön and welcome. It's a wonderful day. It's a neighborhood, yeah? Now let's do the international friendship song, yeah? Yeah! And here's the Jess Harnell version. Dankeschön, my kleiner Kinder, and welcome. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood, yeah? Now let's do the international friendship song, yeah? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, but, you know, so it, that was a small difference right there. And the only other thing I could see, well, actually, there's a couple little quick things. Possible connection, the, when they showed the cuckoo clocks, the little blue, blue bird popped out and it kind of looked like the little blue bird in wild blue yonder. Remember that baby bird that we saw? He yeah. Kinda, he kind of looked like that bird. Um, and some people say that the song Schnitzelbank, which, by the way, a Schnitzelbank is like a, a drawing horse kind of uh, a bench that you can sit on while you're holding a, an axe or something like that. And kind of I think it's one of those things where you kind of pedal it and then the stone moves around. I, might, I, could, I could be wrong, but it sounds like in descriptions, like it's one of those things where you grind the axe and you make it sharper, perhaps. I don't know. But uh the song Schnitzelbank may, I think it was actually featured in one of the Marx Brothers films as well, uh, Horse Feathers. So possible connection once again to the Marx Brothers. But, uh, you know, other than that, that's pretty much it. That's all I got. What are some moments that you guys liked? Uh, what's, what was funny about this opening song? What did you like? I liked it when um, uh, Otto asked, uh, you know, Yakko to, to do, you know, to sing. And um, he's like, we're just getting warmed up. Hey, you kids is pretty cool. We're just getting warmed up. Is das nicht ein Otto's gut? Ja, das ist ein Otto's gut. Is das nicht ein Otto's butt? Ja, das ist ein Otto's butt. Otto's gut, Otto's butt. Ohne schöner, ohne schöner, ohne schöner Schnitzelbank. And you, you kind of know when he says that, that, um, or I think it was Jacko that said that, but um, you can tell that they're getting ready to, to, act crazy and yeah, yeah. Make a new special friend uh-huh. yeah so i thought that was funny <laughs> nathan what about you i liked uh wacko's line of the incredibly long name to say of like, <laughs> it didn't even rhyme like, just like here i've got one is das nicht otto von schnitzelbus kranken gescheit meyer yeah das ist otto von schnitzelbus kranken gescheit meyer is das nicht an incredibly long name to have to try and say? Yeah, das ist an incredibly long name to have to try and say. 
I personally like the part where Yakko goes, Are we having fun yet? In like that enthusiastic, like sarcastic way. That it was just a perfect tone right there from Yakko. Uh, overall, just a really fun thing. You know, it's a fun song to sing. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I would, I mean, Kelly, when I would sing this song, I would sing everything, but I would never be able to say the Otto's full name. It's a very hard name to say. I've never been able to say no. it. No, I've never really tried. <laughs> but yeah, I do remember singing this song quite often, at least every other word except for his last name. Anyway. <laughs> Well, let's yeah. go. <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to one of our uh, main segments of today's episode. And uh, first one is called the Helpinky Formula. This is Maurice Lamarche, the voice of the brain, and you are listening to the Animaniacast. And the Helpinky Formula was written by Gordon Bresick. It was directed by Adu Payden and and uh, Dave Marshall. And Nathan, tell us what happens yeah, in what happens in uh, the Hell Pinky formula. So we have a Pinky in the Brain cartoon where Brain is trying to take over the world. Uh, so in this episode or segment or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> he uh, has concocted a, a formula that will shrink anything. But, but in particular, he wants to shrink people so that he will be the biggest thing, I guess, or the biggest creature. And then he, he'll take over the world that way. And he does it by uh, selling it through infomercials. So, so, but the thing is, only get one drop. Because if you do more than one drop, uh, unstable uh, reactions will occur. Which Cats happens. and dogs living together. Yeah. <laughs> Mass hysteria. Uh, <laughs> it turns uh, everyone into Swedish uh, dancing Polka people. Not Swedish people. Let's get this straight. They turn into Swiss Alp yodelers or something. Yeah, from Switzerland. (laughs) The Swiss. Always, always. You never expect the Swiss. Yes. It's a very unexpected reaction, that's for sure. They've all become giant Swiss lederhosen-clad dancing yodelers. Talk about unpredictable. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and that's what, and that ties it to the international theme of the episode. Yeah, by having them. So at the end, they just kind of basically get stepped on, and that's the end of the the episode. That's how they get foiled this time from taking over the world, mm-hmm. right? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there are quite. I mean, it seems like if they. Go ahead. Like if they took every, if they turned everyone into the Swiss, like maybe they could take over the world then, because it didn't seem like they, the people could think straight. Oh yeah. Like, like right. If, but I think they were just too big and powerful to be taken over. Maybe I guess. Yeah, and I don't think another drop would make them small Swiss Alper, you know, yodeler. So no. Yeah. Who knows? Because a lot of people had more than one drop, or more, you know. It yeah. seems like infinite drops do nothing after that. <laughs> infinite, so. You become a yodeler, and then that's the, the end of that reaction. That's it. Okay. That's, the, that's it. Okay. We're breaking this down. This is very important for our chemistry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, there are quite a few um, references in this, mainly because we're dealing with uh, infomercials. 
Anyone a fan of mm-hmm. infomercials? Either one of you buy anything yeah. on an infomercial? No. <laughs> I've done it once Never. or twice. I think I don't know if I I remember the the magic bullet. I think we have at least two magic bullets <laughs> in our house. Well, we gave one to my mother-in-law, so I guess we have one right now. So the magic oh. bullet got and, us. Is that like a food processor? It's a food what? little blender cup thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy, that had Yeah, I remember the infomercials before. Yeah, that had that was, that was one of the the more interesting infomercials in the last few, you know, 10 years or so. That one has like a story to it where the people are getting together and having a party. Uh-huh. And what are we going to do? And there's this one woman that's like smoking a cigarette the entire time. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Very interesting infomercial. But in this particular uh, case, even from right at the title, calling it the Helpinky formula is based upon the Helsinki formula which the Helsinki formula was a hair restoration, uh, chem, you know, system basically, um, where I guess you put these like lotions on your head and massage it in, and then your hair is supposed to oh. grow back. And uh, while this episode is not sponsored by it, you can still go to it. I, the uh, Helsinki formula dot com is hey, they're still selling this stuff, so there you go. Wow. Um, <laughs> it must it must really work? It must work. Hey, it must work for somebody, I guess. <laughs> at least as at least for Mister Placebo, it worked pretty well. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it also uh, references um the show Amazing Discoveries, which was a kind of like an infomercial. It it, it advertised various products. Um, they call it amazingly fantastic stuff on Pinky and the Brain right mm-hmm. here. Um, but, uh, the original show back in the eighties and nineties was called amazing discoveries. And I, I don't know if I'm, I'm assuming like Ron Popeil used to go on the show every now and then, um, Ron Popeil with the pocket fishermen and stuff like that. Of course, the pocket fisherman comes complete with fishing pole, tackle box and potty. He may be small, but he eats pinky at one point is like, uh, using a flamethrower on a Mercedes or some kind of big car saying, it's amazing, it's fantastic. And now, please welcome my assistant, Pinky. No, it's amazing, it's fantastic. What's that got to do with anything? I don't know, they do that on all the infomercials. No! I think I found what he was referencing for that. Um, I don't remember. Nice. I don't remember <laughs> them doing that in a lot of infomercials. But on one of the things in Amazing Discoveries, they were uh, advertising something called the Ori, I believe is how you pronounce it. And it was this cleaning chemical that you could put on a car and rub out all these stains and everything like that. And the guy does it and then puts lighter fluid on top of the Mercedes and then lights it on fire. And some, it, they're doing it kind of like as a comedy bit on this infomercial. And this guy comes out and tries to like bring a burger out and put it on the flame as it's cooking on the car. I don't know. So here's a, here's a little sample of that. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to set it on fire, Mike. For what? Oh, come on. On you the Rolls me, Royce. You asked me to set it on fire. Ian, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Ian. Off. Put the hamburger on it. Take it off. Take it off. Off. Put the fire out. Take it off. Oh, she's right. Ian. Oh, Mike, bro. Just get the fire. You provided the barbecue. I thought we'd better have a bit of meat. Yeah, but now we have a real mess here
Cher did a lot of infomercials back in the day. Um, when it comes to like makeup, I think hair stuff like that. Latoya Jackson is featured in this one, and she mentions stuff about the psychic connections. Will it get her a better uh, psychic connection? But perhaps the the main thing that the uh, Smallerizer Plus does is, you know, it it, it has to make sure it cannot affect any inorganic material. Tell me, Brain, will the Smallerizer system help my psychic powers so I can read people's thoughts? Yes. You'll actually be able to walk into their heads through the ear canal with just one drop. Hmm. Her nose must be inorganic material. So, uh, the nose, of course, doesn't shrink. Which made me wonder, is that TV organic? Because the TV was the first thing they shrunk, but whatever. <laughs> the last thing, <laughs> the last thing I, I saw for a cultural reference was Pinky... Uh, mentions, you know, the, when the brain says we hit the big time, uh, Pinky asks, It's working. Now we've finally made the big time. <gasps> you mean Lyle Wagoner is here? Uh, and I had no idea who Lyle Wagoner is, but he he was actually an actor. He's most known for being a regular on the Carol Burnett show, but he uh, was also Steve Trevor and Steve Trevor Jr. on the uh, Wonder Woman television series in the 1970s so sort of a connection kind of to current pop culture i suppose right because the movie but there you go um that's yeah. pretty much it i mean when it comes to to references they, there's probably some more that i missed but there's a lot of funny stuff in this one guys what what are some things that really uh i don't know made you laugh nathan what do you think i like when uh brain says he's not only the president, but also a, a mouse trying to take over the world or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, they're okay. So I forgot. Yep, right there. Hair club for men. <laughs> One more reference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they used but to I say that a lot. Funny that he tells people exactly what he is. Too. Like <laughs> instead of saying I'm also a member, he's like actually tells them that he's trying to take over the world. He does that almost. Mouse. I, I, that's what that's a running gag that they do a lot, yeah. huh? They they say I'm a mouse trying to take over the world, and people go oh, okay. And they don't really like, believe him. Like, oh, okay. I tell you, the the humans in this Animaniacs world, they they really do deserve to be conquered. I think because they really are just right? idiots. They're so dumb. Anyway, <laughs> Kelly, what about you? Um, I liked it when you said, "Are you pondering what I'm pondering?" And Pinky said, "I think so, Brain." But me and Pippi Longstocking, what will the children look like? <laughs> It's always been one of my favorites. Yes. <laughs> and he, then I think he says, like, whatever they yeah. like, they will be loved. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, two minutes later, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's some good stuff. Um, it just I, I just think it's a, a good overall just, you know, parody of the infomercial thing in general. You know, getting stuff. How do we trick people into putting this chemical on their head? This is something they don't need. In the first place, so how do we trick them into doing this? Oh, infomercials do that all the time. Perfect Wasn't solution. Chuck, didn't Chuck Norris do the Bowflex? Oh, he did the yeah, he did the Bowflex, and of course Suzanne Summers. They're going to you know make the thigh, master. the thigh master, which they were kind of. It seems like they were making fun of Suzanne Summers, sort of with that device. Oh, it was called the Slavic Tusher Sizer. 
<laughs> is what that thing was called with that woman had an enormous I don't know if that was making her butt bigger or smaller but she obviously right. was doing something to her butt <laughs> it was it was she needed work one way or the other I don't know which way she was going on that tissue but it was working <laughs> maybe anyway it was doing something um any other any other moments guys that you thought were, were cute or anything like that in this I, I like when uh, Brain shrunk the TV, and then Pinky first thought that, oh, you want to shrink all the TVs and make everyone squinty-eyed. And, uh, I mean, that that seems like about as plausible as most of Brain's ideas. <laughs> That's so true. When he's, like, when he's like, oh, how about an idea that will actually work? And he's like, well, that would be different. But yeah. Just, <laughs> but he's like, come on, Brain. Actually, like when you think about it, Brain, that, that's like... <laughs> It's not that far off from your normal theories, so come on. Yeah, exactly. A lot of uh... <laughs> he's just one off. He's just one little thing, one decimal point off from one of yours. So don't give him right. so much flack. Come on, Pinky. We must prepare for tomorrow night. What are we going to do tomorrow night, Brain? A slumber party? No, Pinky. The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. I don't see why those Warner brats can't tease their own commercials. Hey everybody, it's time for another commercial, and this was once again for the wonderful folks over at Tee Public. Uh, you can head on over to the Animaniacast store by going to tpublic.com animaniacast.com and there you'll be able to see a big collection of not only Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, Freakazoid, and Tiny Toon designed shirts and apparel, but a lot of them are actually mashups with other pop culture franchises that you might enjoy. For example, uh, Pinky and the Brain and Doctor Who, or Pinky and the Brain and Breaking Bad, or Pinky and the Brain and Rick and Morty. Uh, there's so many different uh, things to pick. Uh, by the way, yeah, there's quite a few Rick and Morty ones that I've put up there. I've finally been watching the show uh, Rick and Morty, and I've been really enjoying it. So um, I'm going to have to pick up some of these shirts in here, such as uh, an Animaniacs logo that uh, has Rick and Morty on it. Uh, there's also a Tiny Toon Adventures slash Tiny Rick mashup that is pretty enjoyable. The coolest thing about all this stuff is that if you don't really have the the cash to put down on a, a shirt, which is only going to be 14 bucks, it's going to be 30% off, so it's really the time to get these designs. But if you don't have enough for some of the shirts and sweatshirts and stuff like that, heck, you could just get a sticker. The stickers are only a couple bucks, and they look really fantastic. I bought a few, and I've been putting them on the inside of my uh, bathroom mirror. So every time I open it up to get my toothpaste out, I see some uh, cool like Stranger Things slash Freakazoid designs and, and stuff like that. So head on over to tpublic.animaniacast.com to see a full selection of these different designs. By purchasing it through that, you're not only helping the designer who made that uh, design, <laughs> but you're also throwing a few cents towards the Animani cast. So we appreciate your support. Head on over to tpublic.animanicast.com. 
But let's go ahead and move uh-huh. straight on over to a very good uh, Mindy and Buttons cartoon called, let me mispronounce this once again, Le Baton et la Balloon. Le Baton et la Balloon was written by Sherry Stoner, and it was directed by Barry Caldwell. And Kelly, tell us what happens with, uh, uh, well, buttons and the balloon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is, um, one of, one of the better buttons in Mindy's cartoons, I think. And, um, it's, it's all in French. And, mm-hmm. um, his name is Bouton in French. <laughs> and, um, Mindy has a balloon. And she's playing with it in the yard, and mom comes out, and she calls her madame, and um, instead of you know lady, and uh, she's playing with the balloon in the yard, and then it flies away like balloons do, and she chases over it over this sharp iron fence with points at the top of it, and it, it tears the tether that um, she's uh, hooked to, and she's free. And Buttons has to go and jump over the pointy fence, and then he's, like, screeching, because apparently he got got uh, injured. And he's chasing <laughs> her through the streets of France. And um, it's it's got a lot of little things that happen in it. You see a, um, a little girl in a hat, and that's Madeline, mm-hmm. based on some uh, children's story books. And I remember as a kid, there used to be a cartoon where Madeline had to go to the hospital and have her appendix out. <laughs> and... Um, it was just one of those, I think it came on Nickelodeon or yeah, something. Yeah, I think you're right. So, um, so I would see that a lot. And then they walk by the uh, Notre Dame Cathedral, and the Warner Brothers, the Warner siblings are there, and they're going, Sanctuary, which is a reference to the Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, the book, not the Disney movie, right. which is nothing <laughs> like the book. I, it's a good movie, but It's a very like good movie. I, I love that movie, but whatever. Yeah, the ending is very different. Yes, um, yeah. And uh, she encounters a, a well. You you also see the, the mime from Mime Time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, who actually has a he, line? He he goes let out. Yes. Which I thought was funny that they put le in front of everything because I don't think that's grammatically correct because it's like saying no. ouch, but I think it was I, kind I of like kind of like Pepe Le Pew uh, cartoons, right? Whatever, like the cat would go le mew, le purr, oh, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So and yeah. She sees, she sees a sees a painter and um, she's doing that why why, but she's going pourquoi pourquoi. <laughs> Uh, or however you say it. I never studied French. I know Japanese and Spanish, but not French. <laughs> Bonjour, Monsieur Juan. Qu'est-ce que tu fais? Je peins le paysage. Pourquoi? Parce que je suis un artiste. Pourquoi? Parce que c'est plus facile qu'un vrai travail. D'accord, je t'aime. Au revoir, au revoir. There's also the elevator. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Which uh, is amazing because it's plucky in mm-hmm. French. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff in this one. I I don't even think I covered it all. <laughs> well, you, you would think that Bhutan would be able to touch, press the Bhutan. 
but <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, Nathan. If anything, he's like, this one has my name on it, right? Anyway. Yeah, like... <laughs> well, in the end, well, so at the you know, how do they get home? They eventually get do they float home on the balloon? Is that what happens at the end? Not exactly sure, but buttons get. I don't even remember. Yeah. <laughs> so one There's way or a another. Hot air balloon at that's some right. Point they get oh, it. That's right. That's how they get the back. The hot air yeah. balloon. They get on the hot air balloon and then they kind of float back and, and uh, buttons goes in the laundry and gets yelled at, of course, in French. And everyone, by the way, I got to say, all the voice actors on this sound incredibly, you know, like natural uh, mm-hmm. with their French accents yeah. and everything. Um, it was just. Well, that I mean, was, we don't speak French. So it's hard to say. Yeah, if you do, we we do have an international audience. I know. So if you happen to, if you do live in France or perhaps just know French really well, let us know if uh, if the pronunciation and everything like that is uh, is spot on or whether it's a little off. Yeah, or they have like an American accent or something. Yeah. Well, I well, they, it sounded very well, you know, rehearsed, mm-hmm. and they didn't yeah, seem to stumble sounded... over any of the lines. Because if I tried to say any of that stuff, I it would be very halting. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I actually did reach out to uh, Nathan Ruger yesterday on Twitter, and I asked him if he had any memories of speaking French as Baby Plucky, and uh, you know, was it hard to do, and if he got any coaching on it, and things like that. And of course, Nathan Ruger responded back to me in French. <laughs> and, and, uh, then he was getting into a conversation, uh, well, sort of a conversation with one of our, our other listeners who, uh, who wrote in French, buttons go down the hole. And, and he wrote in French, you don't push the button. I push the button. And, uh, of course, Nathan Ruger put some fantastic gifts of baby plucky. Pushing the button and saying "you," or actually, he wrote "le you" uh, <laughs> on the thing. But anyway, he wrote in French. Thanks to Google Translate for this uh, answer, by the way. Uh, that he said <laughs> he said that it wasn't very hard for him, and that he had studied French. So uh, there you go. So ah. I, I, yeah, Nathan Ruger. That what a what a great childhood he had be able to get to to, to learn a little bit of french when he was a kid cuz i know when i was right. his age I, I could barely speak a little bit of spanish let alone french as well was, as he did what spanish i knew i learned from sesame street exactly right and it was like learn like, to count it, to 10 <laughs> he actually got paid to speak french too usually like people learn a new language and you don't ever get to really use it but exactly he got paid to do it well, yeah, so. sort of. I don't know what the scale is when your dad is the producer and you're just the the son. I don't know if you really get paid. <laughs> it might be one of those I'm, I'm things sure. where you're like, well, son, you're getting paid with a roof over your head for this. So, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, no. like, I think it goes straight to his dad. But uh, <laughs> I don't know how childhood acting works. But you got to pay the actors. Or you got to pay so. them, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pay for play contracts. Or <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, though, you know, it comes to references, of, of course, the, the movie, it's, uh, I'm sorry, the cartoon itself is a reference to, uh, the red balloon, uh, which is a French, uh, movie, I believe in 1956, actually kind of more of a, more of a short film. Have either one of you seen that, uh, French film right there with the boy? No. No? Oh, no. It's a good film. It's a, it was on Netflix, uh, or Amazon Prime. It might still be up there. I remember watching it actually as a kid, and I'm not exactly sure if I saw it 
maybe on Nickelodeon or perhaps on, I don't know, HBO or something like that as a kid. But I remember watching it. It's a French film, but there's not much talking in it. It's just about a a kid who's, who, uh, you know, has a, has a red balloon and it's the balloon itself kind of has a personality a little bit, the way it moves in the, in the wind. A little bit kind of like American Beauty where like the, the, you know, the paper goes in the wind and it has this kind of like mm-hmm. story to it. It's very much the same kind of thing with the red balloon. At least that was from my, uh, memory of it. And of course the, I hate to do spoiler alert right there, but it doesn't necessarily end that well for the balloon. I think he, po- I think, I think the, the poor balloon gets popped. I'm not exactly sure. It's been many years Aww. since I've seen it. I don't know. I think there is a happy ending to it. I'm not exactly sure if the boy just gets a new balloon or if somehow the balloon is able to get fixed, but <laughs> I seem to remember not being a, de- being depressed after I saw it, but those are just my, my memories in the back of my head. Um, what do you guys think? What are, what are some moments in this cartoon that stood out that you thought were funny or anything like that? Um, I just really enjoyed seeing it all in French and everything. The uh, the talking to the painter was very funny. Uh, how uh, how he, the reason he's an artist is because it's easier than doing any other job or something. Yeah, he's doing easier than doing actual work. Yes, um, I think that's what it translates and then, to. <laughs> and like when um, when uh, his painting gets ruined, but he's he's like oh mwah. like. <laughs> uh, Yes. He's satisfied with buttons introduced <laughs> abstract art right there, which was yeah. cool. <laughs> we almost missed Pablo Picasso, though. I wanted to see him <laughs> perhaps in there, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And boy, Mindy can really climb that. That <laughs> the second time I was watching it, and I actually watched Mindy and the way she climbed. She can really book it up these buildings in the Eiffel Tower. She <laughs> she's like she's like she's just like one two three four I'm up the thing <laughs> so she has a, a great ability to climb up these uh, towers in very very speedy way. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and move on on over to our last part, which is called Kung Boo. <laughs> Kung Boo was written by Deanna Oliver and was directed by Aru Payden. And in this one, well, we get to see Chicken Boo once again. And it's uh, Kung... I'm sorry, I should say Mugu Gai Boo. <laughs> Mugu Gai Boo, which is like, of course, off of Mugu Gai Pan, the Chinese dish, which features, among other things, chicken in it. Um, <laughs> Mugu Gai Boo <laughs> is in the Tri-State Karate Championship, I believe. And his his uh, teammates, uh, they all know, one of which looks a lot like Ralph Macchio, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Danielson, right? Uh, yeah. And, of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the uh, his coach is, uh, what, what was his name? Pat, uh, Pat, Mar- Pat Morita. Pat Morita as the sensei. Um, so, anyway, the Pat Morita character is, is giving him these, these tips of advice for fighting the, the – uh, opponent and at one point says you know you have to be like the grasshopper and this kind of sets chicken boo off he goes around and he chases the grasshopper around and eventually eats it and gets very happy and all of his clothes fall off (laughs) again Mm -hmm. and everyone says i told you he was a chicken and perhaps my favorite part is when the sensei 
says he has dishonored his ancestors and karate. He, he, he earlier on he karate chopped uh, Ralph Macchio's caricature through the roof or whatever, and yeah. <laughs> Pat Morita's character karate chops himself and he flies backwards through the roof, which makes me laugh every time I see it. It's just so <laughs> ridiculous. He's a chicken. Mugu Gaibu's a giant chicken! I told you that guy was a chicken! I have offended the honor of my ancestors. Uh, and then, of course, Chicken Boo just, uh, well, gets kicked out of the championship and goes down that lonesome road like the Incredible Hulk episodes off to another yeah. town. <laughs> Um, that's about it for this Chickaboo, uh, one, uh, before we started recording, Kelly, you were telling us about your, your love of the karate kid. Yes. He was my childhood crush. <laughs> I used to dream about meeting him someday and, um, and, uh, I had the little action figures for karate kid part two and had the soundtrack and, um, yeah, I was, I was pretty obsessed. And, and I, if I could have told, you know, little elementary school Kelly that someday Ralph Macho would be at Dragon Con and I'd get to meet him, <laughs> I, I think I think I would have like imploded because <laughs> it was just it was. Just, uh, yeah, he, he was probably my first major obsession, really. I mean, if you want to use that word, because I just I thought he was awesome and I love the movies. <laughs> And you had he, the, was, he was pre Sean Patrick Flannery. Yes, this, this, just to put this on the timeline of Kelly obsessions. Um, <laughs> but of course, you had you had the poster on the wall and everything, right? You had, yes, yeah. Yes. So yeah, I, my, my mother laminated for me. Yeah, oh, very. Oh, what a, what a fantastic enabler. mother thing! Yeah, enabler. <laughs> thank you, thank you for that. Um, well, uh, I myself, I'm the only one of the three of us that's never seen the Karate Kid. I feel embarrassed to say that. I've never. It was because my Nathan, you've seen it, but you you must have yeah. recently seen it, though, right? Yeah, I've only seen it like uh, two years ago or something. Yeah, so. because what kind of childhood did y'all? Well, have? the thing is, we weren't. I don't know. We weren't allowed to. My, our dad didn't really like it when we watched things like those films because then we'd end up like jumping around the place too much. His, his argument was he didn't want us watching it because then we'd start hitting each other, which is kind of true. Like I remember, I remember going to see uh, Ninja Turtles two, which is the, in my opinion, if you're going to take the two Ninja Turtles, the first two movies, which I've never seen the one where they go, actually I've, I've seen bits and pieces where they go back in time. Uh, to, I saw to, all the first three. Yeah, I I I can't get through the third one. It, it was just too bad. Anyway, <laughs> the, the the first two <laughs> I like the second one a lot better, and I do remember coming home after Secret of the Ooze and uh, half singing "Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go" and half jumping off the couches and uh, wrestling and hitting and chopping one another, and my dad yelling at us saying, "You see, this is why I don't want you to see this stuff." So, yeah, I loved that movie, and oh, I was singing "Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go," but I was also just like quoting Splinter because <laughs> you know Splinter, Yoda, Miyagi San, they they all mm-hmm. have that you know calm, wise demeanor, and you know that 
point where Splinter was like, I made another funny. And I just, that, that was yeah. just the, like the last, last funny line of the movie. And I, I was dying because Splinter cracks me up. I was always Splinter when my brother and I would play Teenage Turtles. <laughs> I, mean, I had the little figure and he, I'd go, you know, Michelangelo, you must be calm. And, you know, like spouting random, you know, fortune cookie wisdom i guess i don't know i know there's a lot of ninja turtle fans that listen to us because of course of rob paulson being on uh both uh you know the you know the original cartoon and the most recent rendition of it and uh yeah it's so ninja turtles you gotta love those guys anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get back to the uh kung boo of course parroting kung fu you know it was a tv show and everything as well look the guy's a chicken i tell you a giant chicken it is time Mugugaibu. remember when the brave mouse squeaks the elephant's tusk tremble It did play a little bit of music every now and then. And I, 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 go ahead. I, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I kept hearing it, and I was like, "What is that from?" And I know it's I know. not just from Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I know. I don't know the original. Uh, our listeners, some of our listeners, are very good when it comes to music. I have no idea where that music might originally be sourced from. But when I heard it, I was like. Is that when like Piston Honda comes out and does his little <laughs> eyebrow thing and does his little yeah. shimmy and everything? So you know it's music, so I I might where have I heard that from? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I heard that. I was like, that, that's something. So good. I'm glad somebody else heard that too. Um, <laughs> And I, as far as I know, there's is there anything in um, the Karate Kid that deals with grasshoppers at all? No, but Kung Fu. Um, oh, the one with the the, the, the Carradines, uh-huh. I believe, because he 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 called him Young Grasshopper. Okay, I, I think mm. I, I I've never watched it, but I, I that's a, like I a think pop there, culture reference. I think there might have been something about like a a cricket or a, a cricket or a grasshopper in a matchbox. Something I don't know. Maybe I'm mixing up a lot of these kind of kung fu things in my brain. Yeah, there's a lucky cricket. (laughs) That's right. Okay. Well, and of course in Karate Kid, I know they did grab a fly with a pair of chopsticks, right? So you know, bugs are bugs are big in uh, in kung fu karate movie things. There's also um, one of the the other karate students. I think he's one that kind of looks like Johnny the blonde. Right. But um. Oh, maybe it wasn't him. I, I always have so much trouble remembering exactly if I'm not looking at it. But one of them said, uh, you know, he's the best of the best about Chicken Boo. Uh-huh. And if you had seen Karate Kid, you would know <laughs> that at the final fight at the end of the movie, they play this this song called You're the Best. Yes. Okay. And so I was like, mm-hmm. eh, I might be reaching, but calling him the best of the best when there's a song called You're the Best in the same scene with the tournament yeah. and everything. I was like, I, I think that's an, a nod. Yeah. You're the best around. So you know the song, but you've never seen the movie. Yeah, well, hey, I know it's like I've seen like the trailers enough. So doesn't that count as something? Maybe. So good. So good. (laughs) 
Like, it's it's one of those just feel-good movies. Like, at the end, you're like, yay! Ah. Okay, I will, I will, I will check it out next time. I will, I promise. Next time I see it, I, like on it the was, Netflix, I think it's streaming or it was. I'll check it out. There's, a, there's, a, okay. I will, I will, I promise. By the next time we talk about Karate Kid, I will, <laughs> I will see it. Um, anyway, okay. Whenever that happens to be, please don't mention it next week. Okay, so <laughs> that was my plan. Darn. <laughs> well, let's get straight on over to our water tower rating. Okay, so what do you guys think? Out of five water towers, how many water towers would you give today's episode? Uh, Nathan, let's go with you. I'm going to give it four and a half water towers. Okay. Um, I thought they were all very strong segments. Um, and uh, I don't know, it's one of my favorite Mindy and Buttons. Um, it's got a, has a great song to it and Peaky in the Brain. It's just, I, I don't think it's my favorite episode, so four and a half. Okay. Kelly, what about you? I'm also going to give it four and a half. I thought it was really strong throughout. Um, love the Karate Kid references. It was a good buttons and Mindy. Um, the Pippi Longstocking kills me and Pinky in the Brain. So <laughs> just across the board, it was, and I love Schnitzelbank. Mm-hmm. So it is a fun song to sing. So just, yeah, from start to finish, it was great. Okay. I was going to give it four, but hearing you guys talk about it you, you could... brought up some good point no i i no, you guys have swayed me <laughs> i'm giving it four and a half as well so we're in triple agreement once again Woo-hoo. alarms bells everything like that um <laughs> yeah because it's a not only does it have a, a lot of great segments but it seems to all have a cohesive theme of international kind of uh thing so i that's always you know bonus points when an episode uh-huh. is able to blend together so well um, so yeah, really, really great episode of, uh, Animaniacs. If, if you watch the, the Buttons and Mindy enough, you can learn French. That's true. Exactly. By the, by the end of the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, Sheen is dog. Ah. I know it was written on the doghouse, but I wasn't sure exactly what it meant. But at the end of the episode, she says you're a bad dog. And I was like, there's that word. Uh-huh. So apparently like Sheehan is if i'm pronouncing it correctly um is dog i'm like i learned something yeah the second or third See, time i was go. the second or third time i was watching it i was actually just listening to it and it also helps that you mindy and buttons follows a sp- particular formula that you know yep. what mindy in, is going to say and the mom and so on is going to say but uh some some great stuff all together so there we are four and a half Strong four and a half. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get on over to our poll results from last week. The question last week was, which of these favorite songs sung by Dot is your favorite? And it wasn't even close. It was Dot's Quiet Time versus I'm Cute. And Dot's Quiet Time got 17% and I'm Cute won completely. Landslide, 83% people said I'm Cute. Uh, before I go to your thoughts, guys, I, I totally uh, messed up our last episode. I said that Dot's Quiet Time was from the original Animaniac soundtrack, and it's not. It is uh. from it is from the Variety Pack soundtrack, and I realized that later when I was trying to sample music from the Variety Pack CD that I have, and I couldn't find it. So <laughs> that's how I figured out that I was totally wrong. 
editing last week's episode. Which of those two is your favorite uh, and why? Kelly, do you have a particular favorite of those two? Um, I like I'm Cute. Uh, that's that's the one I I would sing more than the other one. And I just feel like it's it's cute. <laughs> Nathan, <laughs> what do you think? Um, yeah, I also voted for I'm Cute just because... I, I thought it was fun hearing the other Warners uh, changing their mind mid-song kind of feel. But. Exactly. That's my thoughts exactly. It's I'm cute. Just the uh, the, the fact that I just like the brothers just it's, or become supportive, but then end up <laughs> saying, oh, my gosh, give me a break to, okay, we still love you. <laughs> you know, you're cute. <laughs> um, it's a, just a cute little, uh, well, it's cute. Like Kelly said, it's cute. <laughs> but let's go ahead and get to the poll for this week. And Nathan, what do we have? All right. So we had another baby plucky appearance. And the question is, what is your favorite baby plucky uh, appearance so far? I think this is probably the last one. But yeah, uh, <laughs> just in case. So uh, we have Garden the Garden. And that's when he says uh, ball go down the hole, I think. Yeah. Golfing, like mini golfing. Yeah. Yep, he's mini-golfing. And then there's the Survey Ladies episode, where he uh, pushes the button, elevator goes down the hole. Um, we have the... Uh, video review. Video review. Yeah. <laughs> so we have the video review, which uh, he was a part of, I believe. He said, uh, I'm the mightiest duck of them all. That's <laughs> what he said. Okay, I was like, he definitely said something in it. <laughs> and then the today's episode, Les Boutons et le Ballon. Like <laughs> where he speaks balloon. in french <laughs> yeah buttons and the balloon yes buttons and the Button. balloon <laughs> so <laughs> there you go you can go ahead and make your voice heard by simply going to twitter.com slash animaniacast or searching on twitter for hashtag animaniacast poll and just vote right there make your voice heard and we'll see who wins next week well, let's go ahead and get straight on over to our contact information. Kelly, where can people go online to reach you? They can find me on Twitter at Yoda Princess, P-R-N-C-S-S, or Kelly at BigShinyRobot.com. And Nathan, what about you? I am also on Twitter, but instead of Yoda Princess, type Django FT. That's me. Okay. And uh, you can also find us, the Animaniacast, over on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and over at Animaniacast.com where you can see a full listing of all of our previous episodes and stuff like that. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, etc. And you can email us, which is Animaniacast at RetroZap.com. And speaking of RetroZap.com, you should head over there for a bunch of fantastic articles Every day there's something to read and something to listen to and something to see. Tons of podcasts as well, such as the ARGcast, Beltway Banthas, Bruise and Blasters, Classic Marvel Star Wars Comics, The Deucecast Movie Show, Dunecast, Kanata's Castle, The Sandcrawler, Skywalking Through Neverland, we have Starship Sabres and Scoundrels, The Dork Lair, Talking Apes TV, Techno Retro Dads, The Trade Federation, and We Know Nothing. You can subscribe to every single one of those uh, podcasts all at once very easily by simply subscribing to the RetroZap feed on iTunes. Do it today. It's pretty cool. Anyway. (laughs) Well, with that, I think it's time to wrap things up. So, 
We'll see you next week for episode 57, where we're kind of be sort of like patriotic-ish kind of stuff going on. Uh, it's a cool episode. We'll see you next week. Yeah. And until then, <laughs> this is Joey and for Kelly and Nathan. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> this podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds of the Animaniacs characters or any other Animaniacs-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Warner Brothers, Amblin Entertainment, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Shut up!